Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this afternoon. And welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, and in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff going on around us in the world today. Now, we all know there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, a lot. Well, today is Pentecost Sunday and we're excited about Another year that God brought us to Pentecost Sunday. Now, everybody don't know what Pentecost Sunday is. You need to go Google it. You like to Google stuff? Google Pentecost Sunday and Pentecost Jubilee. You need to go Google and learn more about Pentecost. When it started, what it's about. Amen. You can learn all about Pentecost because Pentecost is an exciting day. I'm just so excited about what God is doing for us. Regardless of all the stuff. That's happening in our midst, in the world. Oh, my goodness. We need God every day. We need God every minute in our lives. We need God to work with us each day. Bow your heads with me for a moment. As I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, I come before you for those that are with me this, here this evening and those that's watching or listening by podcast or however they may be receiving this. Our broadcast today, oh Lord God Almighty, ask that you touch every liberal soul, break every yoke in their lives, meet the needs in their lives today. Guide them with your word, oh God, and give a desire to seek after you on this Pentecost Sunday in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you can also um email me at a uh, week here at the tabernacle delivers inc.org. If you have questions about Pentecost, you want to learn more about Pentecost. All right, tonight. Tonight, tonight, tonight. Amen. Get your Bible. Tonight we're closing out a three-part series that started in January on obstacles. This is obstacles part three. And it's important to understand about obstacles and how they come in our lives, how they can help increase our lives, and how they could also set us back. And what we need to know in this conclusion about obstacles is that you can be your very own obstacle in your life. You can be your very own obstacle that caused you to lose out with God. Lose your family, lose your job, uh, uh, lose your loved ones, just lose stuff because you become your own obstacle. Get your Bibles and go with me to Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 13. Amen. Isaiah chapter 41 and 13 says, listen to this. For I, the Lord, thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, fear not, I will help thee. I'll read it again. Isaiah 41. And 13, King James Virgin said, For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Oh, we got no excuse, beloved. We have no excuse why we can't overcome the obstacles in our life that we face day to day. I'll say it again. We have no excuse not to overcome the obstacles we face each day. See, you got to put yourself there when you say this, when you talk about obstacles. You got to put yourself there. Put your name there. Whether your name is Matt, Jack, Harry, Billy, or whatever your name is. You got to understand that there's help for you to overcome your obstacle. I'll say it again, there's help for you to overcome your obstacles. And we have still having a lighting problem. We're working on that part. We'll get that straightened out. It goes in and out. Okay, but we have help. We have help from the throne room to help us in the time of need. Now, the funny thing about that is 
we have to be willing to allow God to help us. Amen. I'll say it again. We have to be willing to allow God to help us. This scripture said, the Lord thy God said, I will help thee. I will hold thy hand right. He's going, he wants to hold your right hand. He don't want to just be there. He wants to hold your hand and help you go over and through those obstacles. That's why he said this word speaks to the mountain. Tell on the mountain and go into the sea. Pentecost Sunday is about a victorious time that took place when the people of God that were in the upper room were filled with the power of God and they were able to go out and witness to the world with authority and power, speaking in other tongues, speaking the word boldly and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. They didn't let obstacles stop them. Isn't that something? They didn't let the people in the city that, while there was a, a, a visit in the city because it was Pentecost time, that the people were speaking different languages, but the apostles didn't care because they got out there and did what God said to do. They didn't let obstacles stop them from performing what God had ordained for them to do. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Obstacles can make you, as I said before, or break you. I was listening to Pastor T this morning, afternoon, and it was something that she said that's uh, something she always say interesting. But she was talking about being in a valley. You're not gonna learn and overcome your stuff when you get on a mountaintop. You're going to learn your stuff and overcome when you're down there in the valley going through. <laughs> and, then, and then you're going to overcome. You're going to learn how to go over your obstacles in the valley. Now when you get on the mountaintop, people think everything's going to happen when they get on the mountaintop. <laughs> you got to speak to those mountains to get out of your way. Amen. You got to walk by faith, not by sight. That's why so many people get stumble over the obstacles because they look at the size of the issue. But the Lord said, I am the Lord thy God. I will help you. Oh, I love that. The Lord God wants to help us overcome our obstacles that we face. Now, here, here's the big thing. What I like about God. Oh, uh, I got a list. One day I got to write a giant list of all the things I like about God. I don't know how many pages it's going to be. Um, what I like about God, he made us individually that we're not robots. Amen. I know some religious organizations want everybody to act the same way, talk the same way, even though the scriptures say we should mind the same thing. That's the word of God. But we are individuals. That's right. We had, some of us been saved five years, some of us been saved 30 years, some of us been saved 40 years, and so on and so forth. But we're individuals that God wants to help. Mm -hmm. The scriptures say, let this mind, excuse me, he said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. See, Christ Jesus was an obstacle overcoming. You can't believe everything you watch on TV. Amen. They make all kinds of movies about Jesus Christ. There was movies that made about missing books. There was movies in the books with never misses. Um, then they made movies about Jesus being married to Mary Magdalene. Uh, and now they made a movie about Jesus as a kid being tormented by a demon. That ain't biblical. Ain't nowhere God ever said any of that stuff. It was never no missing books. They ain't missing. The Bible talk about uh, uh, the book of Jezreel. They talk about the book of Ted, the bowl of prayers. Amen. I could go on and tell you stuff. You read your Bible, you can find out. It's right in there. Amen. So they're not missing. Amen. I could go on. Pentecost at any cost. 
people came to the city at any cost at that time a year. And God sent down the power of the Holy Ghost on that day. To fully establish the, the New Testament church. Because you have the Old Testament, which is the foundation, and the New Testament, which is the belt. Obstacle. It was an obstacle to the disciples before the power of God came, because they didn't have the enduring power to preach the gospel. It was an obstacle to, to them. But the Lord had told them how to overcome that obstacle. Well, one was a man ought to always pray and not faint. And he also said that he was in power from on high, which he did. Obstacle. Let's move on. And I, I'll be going in a fourth section. <laughs> I keep all around here. Okay. Let's go to Hebrews 12 and 1. This is a popular scripture. Everybody knows it. Hebrews 12 and 1. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, listen to this. Wherefore, seeing also we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every way and the sin which so easily uh, which so easily beset us, and look at let us run with patience the race that is set before us. One more time, one more time. Hebrews 12 and 1. <clears throat> Wherefore, seeing we're also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every way and the sin which so easily was doing so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Isn't that something? So what am I saying today? What is the word of God saying? He's saying that there was a great crowd of witnesses before me and you that overcame the obstacle. They didn't let those obstacles stop them. They didn't let those obstacles manipulate them. Obstacle. So you notice I'm not telling you what kind of obstacle? Because I don't know. I don't need to know what the obstacles are. I need to know what the obstacles I have to deal with. Hallelujah. Not nobody else. And that's what messing the church up. We trying to be like the world. We trying to be like everybody else. That's why we can't overcome our obstacles in life. That's why. We're not focusing on getting our lives. God said, be holy, but I am holy. We ain't working on that. We're working on ecclesiastical good-looking stuff where we are, we look, we run around in our bishop's robe with a chain in your pocket and all that. Yes, I'm against that stuff because God ain't told you to put no chain with no cross in your pocket. I don't care who don't like it. It's too bad because the word of God is never changing. That's what I like about God. He ain't never changing. Yes, I read other books. Hello? I read the book of Jagar too. I can go on and tell you. And it confirms the word of God. That's the way the word of God is. You need to take time and read the Bible and get to ask God, the God of the Bible, to open your understanding of his word so you can know who he is. You got to work on you. You notice I said let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, because you need the mind of Christ Amen. in your life. Amen. You can listen, listen if you choose to. But this scripture here in Hebrews 12 and 1 is saying, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed by with a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which doeth easily, so easily, but sin is. It's easy. It's not hard, beloved. It's not hard for sin of a sinner because we keep letting our obstacles control us. We, when we face challenges, we get scared. We start acting in fear and unbelief. When well, we should be stand firm in your belief. The Bible said, having therefore these promises daily, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness and the fear of God. 
He didn't say in the fear of obstacles. He didn't say in the fear of man. He said in the fear of God. Amen. <laughs> God don't change. He said, I'm the Lord thy God that changeth not. He said, I'm the Lord thy God that healeth me. Don't make you say. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. God is a God that heals. God is a God that saves. And he's still a God that delivers. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> He's too healed. He's too delivered. It's us, baby. It's us that messed up and jacked up and twisted up. Ah, uh, some of us are like a yo-yo. Woo-woo, woo-woo, woo-woo. Some of us are like a yo-yo going up and down. You-you, you-you. And then you shoot them out on the ground and it rolls back to you. That's some of us. Obstacles. This scripture here is telling me about allowing sin so easily. Easy, baby. Easy peasy. Easy peasy to get you to mess up. Why? Because of the people that we also associate with lead us into sin because we love and care for those people so we follow their foolishness. It ain't worth it, baby. It's not worth it. All right. Let me clear something up. Let me clear something up real quick. Everybody's saying there's so much violence, so much killing, so many shooting. Oh, there's so much war. It's the last day. Beloved, this is the news in the Bible. This is the last days. Men are beloved of their own selves. Children rise against parents. It's all in the scripture. It's not new. You snow to you because you ain't reading your Bible. People say, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Oh, that's in the Bible, too. People say, I don't God is saving, they were saying that Jesus is gonna come back for 50 years. Oh, that's nonsense. That's in the Bible, too. That there will be stuff is saying that. <laughs> it's right in the Bible. I didn't write it. It's there already. It's not due. Obstacles. Hallelujah. Amen. Obstacles of fear, obstacles of unbelief, obstacles of lust. I ain't just talking about sexual lust, the lust for power, the lust for money, the lust. You got a comfortable home, I need a better one. You're lusting after, just lusting after stuff. You're like the children of Israel of old. The children of Israel of old. Testament. God was feeding them from heaven with manna, and they still were begging for more food. Give us more food, and the food is right there. They ain't in their mouth. Obstacles. They were their own obstacles and caused them to miss out. You got to be careful that you can cause yourself to miss out with God by your foolishness. The scripture talks about, Hebrews 12 and 1 tells us, Wherefore, sin, we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight, and the sin will so easily beset us. And let us run with patience. That's it. You got to lay aside all that weight. Those obstacles, you got to lay them aside and stop focusing on them. Stop dwelling on them. I don't have enough money to make it during the week. Stop focusing on that obstacle. Not enough. And thank God for what you have. And let it multiply what you got. Oh, yeah. God don't change. He's still holy. He's still powerful. So let's save it. Run the race with patience. Stop trying to get to the finish line before you even start it. That's what's wrong. We got all these new preachers running around preaching. They they try they try to act like they already been trained and anointed, and they ain't got they ain't even come out the gate yet. But they already think they all the super anointed. You can't tell them nothing. Those guys stay away from them. the ones that no one could tell them nothing. Stay away from them. They're not walking with God. I'm telling you, they're doing their own thing. You gotta follow before you can lead. Go read your Bible. You got to follow before you leave. Go ahead. Go learn about Moses. Go learn Moses about Samson. Go learn about uh, uh, Samuel. All right, go on. All of them had to learn how to follow before they leave. Even they went off course. <clears throat> Let's move on. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. 
1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. And it reads as follow. I, I want to read this to make sure you get this. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I'll read it one more time. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. <clears throat> obstacles. But you just said that, oh, you need to speak to the obstacles. That's right. You need to let it thank God in everything you go through. Even when you're dealing with obstacles, that you can thank God he's giving you the strength to move those obstacles out the way and speak to those obstacles and not stand there dwelling on them in unbelief and fear. I don't care what your obstacle be. It could be cancer. It could be Leukemia, or it could be uh, 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 diabetes or whatever. We have to fight a fight of faith and give God praise for deliverance. Amen. The Bible said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Notice he said their destruction. He didn't say, he didn't say the world's destruction. He said their destructions. Your destruction. God wants to deliver you from your destruction. Don't be the obstacles that cause yourself to lose out with God. Because we, we, we like to get in the way. We like to help God. You can't help God. You only do what God tells you to do. You can't help God. He said, I'm the Lord, that God, that change that not. So he don't change. We do. Look at that verse. In everything, give thanks. This is the will of who? The will of God in Christ concerning you. You got to give God thanks in all things. Amen. One of the reasons why a lot of us do not receive blessing. I remember I did a service years ago real quick. I did this service years ago, and I was praying for people in the church, and I came to this young lady. I didn't know who she was at the time anyway. I found out after. And I went to pray for her. She was standing there. I said, I ain't praying for you. She looked at me. Said, I can't pray for you. Why? Because you don't want to praise God. What's his name praying for you? You don't want to praise God. I didn't know. I never seen it before in my life. And she that praising God. When we lack any praises before God, when we don't praise God, he can't move in our behalf. I can prove it. Because the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. So if you ain't praising him, he ain't inhabiting. Got nothing to inhabit. He got nothing to get involved in. You become your own obstacle. Amen. Hallelujah. You become your own obstacle. Oh, glory to God. See, there's something about when you praise God all by yourself. The devil starts to talk to you, uh, uh, to distract you and all. But when you're around people, look good when you clap your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It looks good because you're around people. The song says you ought to take the time out and praise God. You ought to praise God in the midst of it. That's why he said you ought to take the time out. And praise him. That's why he said give thanks in all things. This is the will of Almighty God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Just to give God praise. Just to give God worship. Just to magnify his name. That's why we don't receive blessings. I'm serious. Listen. In some cases, I want you to listen to this. In some people, in some cases, people die in the hospital. On the, on the operating table. In the, in the room. Simply because they lack praise before God. They didn't thank him for victory. They just went by what the doctor said and didn't thank God for the victory. They threw their hands in the air when God said, thank me and all things. Tell me it's going to be good. It doesn't mean it's always going to feel good. They said, thank God. Everything said, we got to do that. We got to continue to fight to give God thanks and all things. Let's move on. Let's go to Romans uh, uh, 
Let's go to Romans 8.28 real quick. Romans 8.28. I'll be glad when we can get amongst the saints again. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Okay, Romans 8.28. <clears throat> Listen to this. There's some more evidence that we are conquerors. And it says, Romans 8, 28, and now we know that all things work together for the good name that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. Did you hear what I just said? I'll read it again. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. It's all working together for your good when you face obstacles and when you deal with them properly. It works together for your good because you grow when you get victory from those obstacles. When you get one victory under your belt, you know you could get another. It all works together for your good that you can serve God in righteousness. That you can walk before God victoriously every day. A lot of times people uh, like like uh, uh, a pastor, we talk about being in the valley, but a lot of times while you in the valley, that's where most of the obstacles are. Not on the mountaintop. On the mountaintop, there ain't no, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no hindrances on the mountaintop. Amen. You can see clearly when you're on the mountain. You can get you even the spiritual binoculars and look and see all the surroundings when you're on the mountaintop. Not when you're in the valley, or you see a bunch of trees or dead stuff that need to be moved. But all things are working together for us for whose good? Our good. Why? Why is everything working for my good? Sister Wells, why is everything working for my good? Because. Because what? You trust God or, you know, you trust him to work everything out for you. That's right. And because we love God. Amen. Because we love God. <laughs> oh, I think they're working together for the good and that love God. And those that are called according to his purpose. Let me pray for those that are watching the TV broadcast right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to touch every liberal soul watching this broadcast. Oh, God, bring them to the foot of the cross. Let them give their life to you. They don't know you. Those that know you, let them walk before you in righteousness. Give them strength to overcome their obstacles and see the obstacles and speak to the last one. Get them out the way so they can receive full kingdom blessings in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all can get the rest of this uh, message on YouTube. The first of Tabernacle of Deliverance Incorporated, Pastor Bernard Well. Okay. And we know that all things work together for the good and that love God. To them who are called according to, now listen to this part. And to them that are called according to whose purpose? Whose purpose? God's purpose. God's purpose. <laughs> Not a religious organization purpose. Not. You hear what I just said? Not Baptist holiness. Not tabernacle of deliverance. Not tabernacle of prayer. Not holy temple of Jones. Amen. It says. To them who are according, who are called according to his purpose, according to God's purpose. That's another issue the church had. That's another big obstacle. They don't know what God purposes. They doing it their way now. You got the bishops today that don't have no wives, don't have no children, never have and never will. But they're a bishop, but the scripture don't say that. The bishop is not a call. I don't care what preacher run around tell you it is. It is a desire of a good work. And 90% of them don't qualify. According to the scripture. According to the scripture, they don't qualify. I don't care who don't like me. Yabba dabba do. Let's move on. Let's go to 1 John 5 and 5. Yes, yes, yes. 1 John 5 and 5. You got to understand the word of God 
It's not changing. Yeah, I think I'm joking, but it's not. It goes for me too. First John 5 and 5 says, listen to this, beloved. <clears throat> Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Ooh, yeah, that's heaven. I'll read it again. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Who is he that overcometh the world and is all the obstacles that the world possesses? Is one that truly believed that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and they obey the Word of God. But you know what? As Pastor George always says, you can't talk about somebody you don't know. So if you haven't picked up your Bible, you don't pick up your Bible and read it and talk to God and pray and fellowship. You don't know him. Paul said that I might know him in the power of the resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. We don't know God until we get in his word. We don't know him. We don't know him. We only talk about him. I was talking to the young man some, uh, a few weeks, uh, several weeks ago. And I was talking to a homeless man. <laughs> he just said something that blew me away. He said, you know, I believe in God. I said, yeah. You don't know him. He said, yes, I don't know him, but I believe in him. That's not eternal life. Believing in God. The Bible said the devil also believes in God. Because he's been there with God, so he know he's real. You don't. That's how he psych us. He gets us to believe a lot of lies. Amen. You ever notice how stuff garbage come back to your mind that you did 25 years ago and, and he'll start playing on your uh, your, your uh, intellect and he'll start playing on your emotion. Next thing you know, you're thinking about stuff you ain't thought about 25 years that don't make no sense. They got you in trouble then. Now I was trying to get you in trouble then. That's how he operates. <laughs> he's a liar. He's a thief. He's cutting his sleep. He's wicked. It's true. I didn't make that up. Pentecost Sunday. Every day of our lives should be a Pentecost. God moving in our lives. The power of God flowing through us. People getting delivered. People getting healed. God doing it. Not looking all glamorous with some fancy robes and hat and all that good stuff on. Walking around with a step. Oh, please. We need to get delivered. We're like the Catholic Church now, but we claim we're serving Jesus Christ according to the scripture. <laughs> he told us not to have no idol, not to worship man. Oh, we're guilty. Amen. It's in his sin. First John 5 and 5. Who is he that overcometh the world? It's a question. For he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Believe. And faith. Interaction with. To believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God is to accept what the Word of God say about him. I'll say it again. People say, I believe what God's Word say. Do you know him? No. Wait a minute. How could you believe what God said and you don't you don't, you don't know it? How can you believe what God said? Do you believe what the Bible said? Oh yeah, I believe in the Bible. Have you read the Bible? No, I never read the Bible. <clears throat> I heard some preachers talk about the Bible. I believe what they say. You believe what they say? Why aren't you saying? I don't know about be saying. What's that? That's how a lot of people think to talk. Let's move on. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. And verse 14. Listen to this verse, beloved. This is important. All the scriptures are important. But this is for you individually to understand how to overcome. Okay, so stand fast having your lawns girt about with truth. And having a breastplate of righteousness. I'll read it again. Stand therefore, having your learned gone about with the truth, and having the on the breastplate of righteousness. <clears throat> having
because you learn going about with the truth of God's word and the truth of things. You say, what do you mean? Truth is just not the Bible. Okay. All right, let's talk about the truth. <coughs> the truth is most people drink coffee hot. You say, what are you talking about? The truth is, most people drink coffee hot. They have iced coffee. But most people go to the restaurant in the, uh, the, uh, 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 the deli, the coffee shop, to get a hot cup of coffee in the, in the morning. Amen, amen. That's the truth. Uh, some put cream in, some put sugar. Uh, Brother Oliver only drinks it straight black, nothing in it, generally. Once in a while, he might put a little uh, milk in it. Once in a while, I see him drink a cup of cup tea. That was that was unusual for tea. Once in a while, okay. <clears throat> but the truth is, the truth is, women have babies and men don't. They carry them for nine months. Normal people. I'm not talking about these freaky people that's having sex change. I don't bite my tongue. I'm not talking about these freaky people having sex change and then he's getting pregnant or she's getting pregnant and he's worried about saying I'm a man and I'm having a baby. That's the devil's work. Amen. I don't bite my tongue. Sue, who cares? My God is bigger. Amen. But it's the truth that women have babies. That's the truth. People think the truth is only the Bible. When you follow the Bible, you know the truth. And the truth will make you free. You don't believe me, do you? All right, here we go again. <clears throat> the truth is to be a train conductor, or as Amtrak calls them, engineer, <clears throat> go to what I would say. You got to be trained to drive the train. You got to be, you know what? You got to be trained to drive a car. You got to be trained to drive a bicycle. You got to be trained to drive a bus. You got to be trained to fly a plane. You got to be trained to navigate a boat. You got to be trained to navigate a cruise ship. Amen. That's the truth. Others make a mess when they do without training. Kill people. Sometimes themselves. That's truth. I heard one of the what I read something today. They said only the Bible's truth; nothing else is true. Educate yourself in the Bible, and everything else is worthless. No, that's not true. That's not what God said. He said, "You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free." It don't set nobody free. I know a lot of my preaching friends get upset when I say that. This is good. The Bible said He set you free. The Bible said, "Whom the Son make free is free indeed." You don't know about setting people free. obstacle. I think about today being Pentecost Sunday because it is Pentecost Sunday. We all used to go to Tabernacle. We all had on all YO. We all, all of our fellowship churches would get together and we would celebrate Pentecost Jubilee. We would magnify God. We would worship God. We would have a good time in the Lord. Well, if everybody wasn't saved, that's not my fault. I'm not the Savior. That's between them and that. Them and that. <clears throat> But people didn't let obstacles stop them. I remember uh, going to fancy hotels for conventions. Obstacles of racism was always around. Always. And it's still around. They would stop us from doing things. But we always done them. And we always succeeded in Jesus' name. Obstacles. See, you got to understand something about obstacles. Some of them the devil puts there. Some of them you put there. And some of the people you associate with put those obstacles there. There's three ways to get your obstacles. Amen. <clears throat> you can become your own stumbling block. Amen. The people around you become a stumbling block. Here's another obstacle I want you to think about. Those of y'all that know about country and snow. 
I've watched many videos on YouTube about people that like to stay, uh, go up in the mountains during the wintertime and stay in their cabins and their huts and their tents, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of them face huge obstacles to get there. There'll be so much snow. Sometimes they're down trees. I want to tell you something. I realized I'm watching that. These guys know about the tree. And I was listening to one. He said, oh, this tree is still alive. I can't cut this one. No, the tree was down. But it had live plants on. He said, oh, that one over there is going to be good for wood. It's already dead. See the difference? They were obstacles. There's obstacles in your life that you should know whether they're good or bad. You should know if that obstacle is through there is to help you move forward or it's going to tear you down. You are the one that needs to know the obstacles in your life of what are they doing? doesn't matter what people say. In fact, it doesn't matter what I say. It only matters what God say. Why do I say that? Because people will say this, that, and the other to discourage you. But you got to go beyond discouragement. I've been through it. Amen. I've had other preachers do all kind of dirt to me. I've had them all try to set me back, all kind of stuff, lie to me, deceive me, scam me. I've had all kind of stuff happen. I used to get upset. God, why you keep letting this happen? <laughs> God is saying, I ain't letting nothing happen. You allowing that to happen. You're not putting your foot down and cutting these people off when they need to be cut off. Amen. You keep trying to hold on to them. And that's what that's not. We holding on to our, look, that's like I'm holding this jacket in my hand. I'm holding on to the jacket. I done took it off, but I'm holding on to it for dear life. Amen. For what? Let it go. What is your obstacle? What have you created to be your obstacle where you can't serve God, where you can't provide for your children? Because some of you men and some of you women go out there and get loving or have one night stands and can't stop seeing that person. Now you're going to wreck your home. Amen. That person and you are now an obstacle hindering your family's growth. Might as well tell the truth. Truth is true. I just told you about truth. Let's read it one more time. Let's read it one more time. Stand therefore, having you learned God about with truth, and have on the breastplate of righteousness, and having a breastplate of righteousness, and having a black. I sound like a broken record, broken record, right? And have the breastplate of righteousness. Hear what I'm saying? Breastplate of righteousness. Where do the breastplate go? Right on in front of you, right in the front of you in your chest. Why do you have a breastplate of righteousness, sister? Well, why do we have to have a breastplate of righteousness? Well, well, breast a breastplate protects you. Yes. So from what? Well, you want to protect your right. You want to have your guard. You know, you want to protect your righteousness. I'm, I'm assuming you want to have your guard up. You want to make sure. To that keep your guard up to yeah. protect you. Yeah. You got to have the breastplate of righteousness on you when an enemy is shooting no fiery darts yeah. at you. Amen. Yes. So you don't get hit in the heart. You don't get hit in the heart. People be catching heart attacks because they ain't got that breastplate of righteousness to protect them. Amen. When the enemy shoots no fiery darts and them obstacles are there. Amen. Oh, we got to get this right, beloved. Let's move on. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. Look at that verse. King James Version. Listen what it says. 2 Timothy chapter 6. First Timothy, excuse me. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12 says, Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereto thou also called, called, and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. Let me read this again. <clears throat> fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, 
Whereunto thou art also called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. <laughs> That's a good one. He said the fight of fight, a good fight of faith. You got to fight a good fight of faith against your obstacles. I don't care what they look like. I don't care how tall. Look at David when he went against the Philistine, Goliath. I don't care. You got to understand something about this scripture. When I was... David could not use soul sword. David could not use sword armor nor helmet. It was too heavy for him. You got to take the armor that God give you. That's why you got to go to God. You got to take the armor that God give you to fight a good fight of faith. The Bible said building yourself up on your most holy faith. You're going to have to do it through the word of God and prayer. Sometimes fasting. The Bible says sometimes this, some of this going to only go on with fasting. And prayer. Amen. It's just interesting. That's all it says. I could go to God and pray anytime. It's, it's just interesting when you look at this verse. It says, The fight a good fight of faith. And that you lay hold, you, that you lay hold on eternal life. That you do that. That you yourself lay hold on eternal life. Not talking about nobody else, just talking about you. That you lay hold on eternal life. You. And then after doing all the stand you stand there for in the liberty will crisis has made you free. Amen. Now it also say, want to, want to thou art also called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. Some of y'all. Some of y'all watching this broadcast, I listen to this broadcast. Y'all confessed a good profession of that you're saved. But yet when it comes down to your obstacles, you're ready to run off the road. Then do that. You gotta fight it, a good fight of faith. You must fight a good fight of faith before God. And don't quit. And never give up. I don't care. You never give up. Don't be a quitter. Quitter never win. A winner never quit. We can't quit on God and talk about we serving him. No, come on. Come on, man. Come on. That's nonsense. We could do this if we want to. So the scripture says one more time in verse 12, fight a good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Real unto the also called. And has professed a good profession before many witnesses. Lay hold of the you got to do on eternal life. Regardless of the obstacles that you face. Hallelujah. Regardless of the obstacles that you face. I don't know what everybody's facing. I know the obstacles I face at times. I'm not letting them stop me. I got to reach my goal, buddy. Got to know what your goal is. You got to have a goal. Do you have one? Let's move on. Let's go to Revelations chapter 12. Revelations chapter 12. I know some people don't like to read the book of Revelation. They get scared. I don't know what you're getting scared of. It's the end of the story. Some of y'all watch horror shows, but you're scared to watch it. Read the book of Revelation. Okay, Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11. Listen to what the scripture says. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their own lives unto death. I'll read it again. <clears throat> and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto death. 
You got to overcome by the blood of the Lamb. The blood of Jesus will cover you. There's going to come a time after the Lord snatch away his church that people are going to have to die for Christ like they do in other countries now, but it's going to be a worldwide thing. You can overcome through the blood of Jesus Christ. You can overcome your obstacles. That's what I like about this. You can overcome the obstacles that you're facing, the hindrances that you're facing today and tomorrow. You could be an overcomer. You could be a great success if you want to. But the scripture says also, <clears throat> and they overcame by his blood, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. That's one of the things you need to understand. What is your testimony? Where did God bring you from? You got to say, you got to, you, when you get saved, you start somewhere at some point when you got saved. You got saved. I'm not talking about joining no church. That's not salvation. That's not walking with God. That's walking with that religious organization. It's just the truth. If somebody become part of this ministry, the Tabernacle of Deliverance Incorporated, we have by all the rules. They become a part of that. That's not eternal life. That's not salvation. Salvation comes when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior and allow him to live, live through us and God as he said. So you have to have some testimony of when you started with God. When you started with God, it could have to be everybody didn't have no dramatic experience. They seen thunder. I seen thunder and lightning and angels. Well, I ain't seen dirt. Now let's see dirt. Amen. I slept in dirt, but I never seen dirt when I got saved. I didn't see no lightning. I didn't see no thunder. I didn't see zip, zero, zinc, nada, zip, zero. I experienced many things with God since I've been saved. I don't care what the devil says. Abby, 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 you're always talking. But the whole thing, I've seen many miracles with God since I've been saved. And I'm talking about in my own life, not with somebody else. You see, you got to somebody. You overcome by the word of your testimony, not testimony, not just the blood of Jesus Christ. You overcome with your testimony. That's why you need to get saved. So you can build a testimony. The Bible says, as you see the light, walk therein. You have to see the light of God and walk therein. Let's go on. Now let's look at the verse again. The rest of the verse says, and they came and they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto the unto death. You don't love your life. You give it up. You surrender your life to the Lord. All. A-L-L. All. A-L-L. Like all temperature chair. You surrender all your life unto death. I didn't come over here to serve God for vacation. I came over here to live right and stay right in God. Forever. This is not a vacation. Some folks get saved for a vacation because they want to get away from their husband, their wife, their children, or whatever. But you know what? You got to love God more than you love yourself. They say, What? I'm not loving God more than I love myself. You got to love God unto death. But your life don't mean nothing. Then God can really work with you because you totally trust him. You're totally leaning on him. You walking in faith. You walking in the blood of the lamb. You, you are literally trusting God day to day. You build a relationship with God that way in a relationship with Jesus Christ that way. The relationship with the Holy Ghost that way. Now you're walking in the Godhead. You're following what God orders to you. You're not afraid to die. I've heard you check this out. I've heard people say that wasn't saved so that they were ready to die. I'm ready to go. They weren't saved now. They're ready to die. 
and don't know Christ as their personal Savior. They think they die, they're going to go to heaven because they said, I'm ready to die. The Bible said there's a friend that's sick and closest to the brother, as then a brother that's not just Jesus Christ. There's people that will actually die for you, it's true, but they have no resurrection power of them. That's the difference. Yes, I know preachers teach that, oh, nobody will die for you. Listen, 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 that's not true. Many people have given up their lives for their families that their families may live. That's right. But none of them had the resurrection power, but Jesus Christ. Ah, that's the best. Let's move on. Let's go to Jeremiah 29 and 11. Jeremiah 29 and 11. Hot scripture, hot scripture. Everybody knows this scripture. Everybody knows this. Is my brother's favorite scripture, one of his favorite scriptures. What am I doing? Okay. Now, this is what the Lord God has to say about us. This is his follow analysis about what he think about. All right, here it is. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not evil, and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Let me read it one more time. <clears throat> For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you, put your name here, an expected end. Here's the thing. Notice all the negative thoughts run to your mind. I'm not talking about positive thinking. We're not just throw that out. We're not talking about that. The Lord says he knows the thoughts that he personally has for you. Put your name there. The Lord knows the thoughts that he personally has for you. And the only peace that you could prosper, that you could be healthy, that you could achieve your goal, that you could walk with him. You're going to go through trials and tests, uh, whatever you need to go through, but you'll be able to walk with them peacefully in the midst of it all, in the midst of the storm. Don't believe me? Jesus, when the storm was raging, he was sleeping, resting, and the apostles were scared to have to death. And they come, Master, we perish, and you ain't doing nothing about it. Help us. He said, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all with me, and y'all still don't know why. And he went and spoke to them and said, peace be still. It was still. And they were like, oh, what? Even a witness to subject to him, of course, man. His father is a creator of all things. What's wrong with you? Okay, but the scripture says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not evil. Regardless of all the negative stuff that goes through your mind, the negative stuff people say, do you got you gotta understand something about your obstacles. They can be very deceptive. Excuse me. They can sound good, but the end of them are deceit. The end of them are to destroy you. That's why you gotta be careful with the people you socialize. That's why you gotta allow God to give you friends. Not allow God to do that. You gotta allow God to give you friendship with people because friendship with the world is the enemy of God. You gotta let God give you friends. I'm serious. God wants to be your friend. So the scripture goes on to say, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end. Wow, wow, wow. That's heavy. So now let's talk about this part. Expected end. Did you know the scripture says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have it entered into the heart of men the things that God prepared for them that love him. Then he picks it up and another scripture says, no good thing will I withhold from them that walk around here before me. Now look at the end of that verse in uh, Jeremiah 29 and 11. To give you an expected end. God wants to give you the expected end that he wants you to have. What is the expected end you want? No, really. What is the expected end that you want? What is the expected end that you want? See, some people don't know. Some people don't know. 
One of the principal reasons why people get stuck with obstacles because they don't know what they want to do. They don't know if they want to go forward. They don't know if they want to go backwards. They don't know what they want to do. Now, obstacles overrun their life. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? The scriptures tells us so vividly of what God wants. I know the thoughts that I have thought about you, Mary Jane, Harry, Billy, Sid, Arthur, Charles, Bernard, Maxine, David. What's your name then? Put your family name there. Put your children's name there. Put your cousin's name there. Put everybody you know name there. But the scripture says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. The thoughts of peace. Now, when somebody thinking of peace about you, they thinking that you're not going to be stopped by no uh, 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 they think you're going to achieve what you set out to do and that you're going to you're not going to be stuck over no stumbling block you're going to move that stumbling block out of the way you're going to speak to that stumbling block and go about your business i know the thoughts that i think towards you say it's the lord the thoughts of peace <laughs> now check this out the whole world is in massive madness today Shootings everywhere. Oh, they're just going with guns. I just was hearing about the other one. A couple of people, a few people shot into the room. That ain't peace. It's evil. Some people are so evil. They don't care who get hit with the bullet. And they're trying to get Joe Way on the other side of the street. And they're shooting on the right side of the street. And the guy's on the left side. That's all people. But God said, I personally know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. The thoughts of peace and not evil. Because I want to give you the expected end that you desire. I already desire the expected end for you. I want you to get the expected end. We ain't getting it. Because we won't trust God. Obstacles. Many people become their own obstacles in life. And they can never, ever receive full kingdom blessings. You will in this life be challenged with different obstacles. You will face different challenges. But God desires for you to overcome. He wants to take your hand as I read the scripture. He wants to take your hand and walk with you. He don't just want to look at you. He want to walk with you. Big difference. That's the difference between God and religion. Religion is just about something to believe in. God is someone to know. Big difference. Jesus Christ is someone to know. <laughs> so is his father. See, the thing about Jesus Christ is why he was on earth. He only talked about his father. He didn't talk about himself. He said, I only do and see what I heard. What I heard and see my father do. That's it. That's what we spoke to just now with God. So you're here today listening to this message. Take your fingers out of your ear, though. Facing obstacles in your life every day. In this closing message on Pentecost Sunday about obstacles. Get out of God's way and stop being an obstacle to yourself and obey what his word says. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. Hallelujah. God wants to bless and multiply your life. But you have to be willing to allow him to do that. Take away out of nowhere.
you want to succeed in God, you got to be allowed, you got to be willing to allow him to work with you. You got to be willing to read your Bible and let him reveal himself through his word to you, not by somebody prophesying. That's, that's, that's not going to happen. You got to get to know God for yourself. There's true prophets that I'm talking about. You need to get to know God according to his word for you because you're not saying with your 24 hours a day. God will be with you 24 hours. You're here and you're not saved today. Today you can be saved. Healed the living and made free. Bow your heads to those you that not saved. And let's pray. A sinner's prayer. I don't have no power to save you. You can save you and your whole household by obeying God's word. As you can do. Okay, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. I thank you, Lord, for coming into my life and saving me tonight. I ask you to show me the obstacles and help me to remove them out of my way so I can walk and succeed in you. In Jesus' name, I thank you for dying on the cross for me, hanging on that tree and rising on the third day and ascending on high, the right hand of God above. I thank you for saving me and coming into my life tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it, beloved. If you just believe the prayer, Christ will come into your life. Now, listen, let me pray for y'all that's dealing with obstacles and going through different things. Some of y'all living in fear. I mean, you're afraid about what's going on. Don't be afraid. God will be there. Father, I come before you on behalf of everybody under the sound of my voice. I ask that you strip up your glorious arm of mercy. Heal those broken hearts, wounded minds, and spirits. Some of them are still having obstacles from when they were childhood of being abused, sexually, mentally, and physically abused. Some of them are homeless. Some of them suffered hunger. I ask that you stretch out your glorious arm and touch them tonight. Meet the needs in their lives, oh Lord God Almighty. Have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. Touch everyone watching this broadcast and listening to it today. Touch the children if they have children and be merciful unto them. And help them get to know you through your word. I thank you for your mercy towards that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, I, I want to pray for other countries right now. Pray along with me with other countries that, that, that don't have the benefits we have. Some countries don't have the, uh, the lighting. and uh, They don't have all this. They don't have Bibles and all this other stuff. Let's pray. Father, I come before you on behalf of those in other countries. I silently serve you. They can't broadcast you. And they can't go public right now. And publicly, amongst others, and tell them about you. They have to go in secret. Meet in the mountains, in the woods. Secret places, oh Lord God. Strength of your arm. The mercy and strength and strengthen them today. Go forth and encourage their heart. Send them the things that they need. Meet the needs in their lives, oh Lord God. Break every yoke in their lives. <clears throat> Protect them with your grace and mercy in Jesus' blood. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it, beloved, until Wednesday night. Walk with God. Stop being your own obstacle. No, my God. I'll see you Wednesday or Sunday at 515. Be blessed. Amen.